0: Thank you for joining us for another weekly devotional and today i'm kind of want to be hitting on the topic about something that i believe is really 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 important for any christian's walk in life if you want to grow if you want to develop you know if you want to build character if you want to figure out god's plan for your life all of these big questions need and have to start with The first, aside from giving your life to Christ, you know, one of the most, one of the main commandments that even Jesus Himself gave us, you know, we've got the big ones like love God, love, love your neighbor as yourself, which Jesus gave us. But there's one more that sometimes I feel is very overlooked, and that's one where it says, "Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy." So yeah, you heard me right. Today I'm going to be talking about making a consistent habit of, you know, coming to church, making church a priority in your life, making, you know, gathering together with other Christians a priority in your life. I know over the last couple of years with the isolation and, you know, all the stuff on social media and the things where people are telling you, don't go to church, don't go in public places, don't do this, don't do this, don't go see your family, you have to isolate, 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 you know, and that's like shoved down your throat every single day. I found out that coming out through everything, what tend to happen is a lot of people got comfortable there at home, you know, by themselves. They got comfortable having their full weekends, not coming to church on Sundays anymore. They got comfortable watching from home, but they're missing out on one of the key commandments that God told us to do. You know, if you're listening today and the first thing he says, well, I still reverence God. Well, then reverence his word and reverence his instructions. You know, a lot of times people will come you know, to church once 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 or twice a month, you know, once three or four times a year. And if anything else happens, any, anything, you know, you've got people who have all kinds of excuses that can get you from coming to church, whether it's family things, whether it's going to see a football game, movie day, going out with the family to go see movies. You know, maybe you just got a dirty house and you just got to get your house job clean, your house clean. It's, you feel like that's the only time you have. See, all of these things, all these excuses, you, I can tell you what, the excuses will be, endless. If you allow them to, they will be endless. It can be anything from, oh, I just woke up a little late. I don't want to be there late at church, you know, or it could be, I got to clean my house, or I got to do this with the kids and the family, or I got to do this, you know, make church a priority. Teach your family, if you're a parent or um, the head of the household, teach your family that Sundays is a day to be honored in reverence, you know, because I can tell you right now, the excuses will never stop the reasons that you shouldn't come to church will never stop and that's exactly what the devil wants He wants to keep you out of church. He wants to keep you from gathering with the saints. He wants to keep you out of the presence of God because he knows the true power of what happens when Christians come together to worship God. So he's going to do anything and everything he can to keep you from experiencing that and walking in the freedom, walking in growth, walking in deliverance. And the best way he can do it is to get you isolated, to keep you out of the church and to keep you out of the word of God. So, you know, big thing, we can't forsake the gathering of the saints. Hebrews 10.25, it says, Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as is, is the manner of some, but let us exhort one another, especially as you see the day approaching. So the Bible emphasizes the importance of us needing to come together, to come together to worship, to come together to pray, to come together and study and learn the word of God. It's very, very important for a Christian to do these things and to make it a priority, make it a commitment, set it in your heart. Look, I'm going to start doing this no matter what. I'm going to be at church. You know, rain, wind or or snow, sleet or hail, we're going to be here. And if anybody's familiar with the Cathedral of His Glory... We never close. It <laughs> doesn't matter what's going on in the world. doesn't matter if it's pandemic. doesn't matter if it's snowing outside. doesn't matter if there's a storm. If the pastor can get to this building, it is going to be open on a Sunday morning. Because we honor and reverence and understand the importance of keeping that commandment that God gave us. Do not forsake the for gathering or the assembling of ourselves together. And it says, especially as you see the day approaching. So when things start getting hard in our life, you know, when we start trials, when we've got tribulation, when things are going on, those are the times we need to come together even more. Those are the times we need support even more. Those are the times we need to encourage each other with the love of God, with the word, even more. Not to isolate ourselves, to pull away. If things are getting hard in your life, I've seen this happen with so many Christians. You know, they'll be coming to church and then something happens and you don't see them for a good while and then they start coming back. And you ask them, well, where have you been? They're like, oh, well, life just got real hard. You know, and it's like, well, why aren't you here? Like, this is what the purpose of the church is for, is to help people when things are going hard, is to be a form of encouragement, is to pray for you, is to uplift you, is to help you. That's what God wants when it comes to the church gathering together. There's no need to isolate yourself, you know. There's no need to feel like I'm going through a hard time and I can't come to church until everything's sorted out. Like, no, come here. That's where you need to be. That's where you should be. That's where healing takes place, you know. We've got to make sure that we take time to, to attend church, to come together. You know, he, and it's so important. That's why like if it's something that's important to God, so important he placed it in the Ten Commandments that he gave to Moses. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. It's a commandment from God. You know, it's the same thing up there with love God. Don't have any idols. Don't, you know, commit murder. Don't steal. All of those things. It's a commandment that God gave us was to come to church. So we've got to make sure that we understand it's important and if it's something that's important to god then it needs to be something that's important in our life and not something that's a you know oh if i feel like it we'll just see how it happens today you know i might come i might not it just depends on how i feel or if i can get up on time or if i have to work or things like that it's like we've got to learn to keep god first And then, like the Bible says, keep his kingdom first and then all these things shall be added unto you. So if we can get the priority right, he'll help us take care of all the other stuff in our life that we feel like is a burden or an issue or a problem. But we've got to keep him first. And I want to kind of go into a few things as to why he, like biblically, why it's so important for Christians to come together in the body of Christ. You know, because sometimes you can hear, well, come to church, come to church, come to church. And then it's like, well, why? You know, other than it being a commandment in the Bible, why is it so important to God? What's behind it? What happens? You know, why can't I just have a nice little Bible study with me at home? Why is it so important that I come with others in a church building? And I'm going to explain that today. I want to kind of go into that and teach you guys a little bit. The first thing is that there's power in the assembly. Leviticus 26 8 it says five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall chase 10,000 and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Deuteronomy thirty two thirty, it says how could one have chased a thousand and two have put 10,000 to flight unless their rocks sold them and the Lord had given them up. So what's it saying? Well you have five people they chased a hundred you have a hundred they chased what 10,000 You have one person, they chase 1,000. You have two, they can chase 10,000. So there's a power in numbers. So when we come together to worship Christ, when we come together to encourage each other, to pray together, to worship together, all of those things, it creates a power in us. It creates encouragement with us and it allows us to accomplish more versus trying to do things by ourselves or with a smaller group. If you have more people, you can reach more people. If you have more encouragement, you get a lot more out of it than being isolated and having no encouragement. You know, you can have one hand to lean on or you can have many hands to lean on. See, there's a big importance in coming together and assembling, assembling in the body of Christ. Because when we go through hardship, when things are, are coming against us, rather than trying to back off and isolate ourselves, we should be coming together encouraging each other uplifting each other because that's where the power is that's where change comes out another big thing to understand is that God is in our midst when people come to worship together and press in you know to experience God he's going to be there Matthew 18 20 it says for where two or three are assembled in my name there I am in their midst so when we come together on a church service, we can know that with all these people in assembly, God is going to be here. He's going to be in his midst because we're coming together in his name. And we come together in his name, his spirit's going to be there. And what's awesome is in 2 Corinthians 3:17, it says, "Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." So if the spirit of the Lord is in the midst of an assembly, then there's gonna be liberty in that assembly. It's gonna happen. It's scriptural because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So that's why it's so important. And a lot of times, you know, I'll see people where they're going through hardship where they'll start coming to church and, you know, something happens and then they leave and they never come back. They never get rooted back in a church service. And all this stuff starts happening in their lives. They're dealing with all these troubles. Everything's falling apart. They have worry. They have anxiety. They have fear. They feel like they're all alone. All these issues, you know, start rising up in their life. They have trouble with their children because they're isolating themselves. But when you come together, there's a power in coming together. There's an anointing when they come together. There's a spirit of the Lord when we come together and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And yes, you can, you know, you can receive God, you can you can, you know, have communion with God in your own personal time, but there's a special anointing, and there's a special power that prevails that comes into play when it's in an assembly with people all worshiping God there's something more there's something greater when there's more of us together doing the same thing when there's unity in the body versus just one person worshiping God on their own next thing is to understand that there's protection in the assembly first Peter 5.8 Five Eight tells us to be sober and watchful because your adversary, the devil, walks around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, so we've got to understand that what the Bible tells us right there he's he's seeking anybody he thinks he can take out he's going for him, and if you you know watch any animal documentaries, I know I really like them because I just like animals but um, if you watch any animal documentaries on how different types of predators hunt their prey, whether it's wolves, uh, lions, leopards, cheetah, all of them, they take the same tactic. They will separate one of the animals from the herd and then they'll pinpoint that one and take it out. So the ones that are with the herd, the ones that are running with the herd, they can't get to them, they can't touch them, they're protected, they're, they're hard to pick off because you have the other animals that'll kick them or, or knock them over or whatever. But if they can get someone isolated, if they can break someone away from the assembly, if they can get them all on their own, they're easy pickings. And that's what the devil tries to do. He'll try to get all kinds of things in to separate people from the assembly, to separate people from the body. Because if they're separated from the body, they're separated from the assembly of people. They don't have the encouragement. They don't have the same support. They're not under the corporate anointing. They're easier prey. Then when they're together, when they're encouraging each other, when they're praying together, when they're believing together. So when you're in a position, you feel like, man, I just can't do it anymore. You have the body around you that says, that's okay. We'll lift you up and we'll help you press through together. You're not alone in this versus being outside by yourself you know you just you know just there it's easier it's harder to stand in faith it's harder to keep building yourself up it's harder to do it on your own versus when you have two or three people helping you and encouraging you through everything so so important that's why it's so so important to get involved in a church body and to attend a church regularly and consistently things every Sunday if you can you know not once a month or every three months or twice a year on Christmas and Easter by making it a priority in your family. Proverbs 11:14 tells us where there is no counsel people will fall but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So then again it tells us the importance of protection of assembly. When you're by yourself with no counsel with no health with no wisdom people will fall but in the multitude of counselors there is safety when you come together in assembly of people and believe together pray together get advice from each other there's safety and you know the two of the biggest things that the devil will use to keep people out of church the first one is a fence and I think I may have already done a teaching on a fence in the past so if you guys want to go back and check it out I would encourage you to go back and check it out if you can find it uh, but otherwise I don't want to you know, get into a huge one on it, but just understand that you taking an offense because of somebody in the church, because of um, something that happened, they said something wrong, and you're like, oh, well, that's, that person's not a good person, so I'm going to leave the church, or I don't like how that person responded to me, so I'm going to leave the church. You know, I was talking with my husband, and he gave this great example. It would be the same way if the disciples decided to leave Jesus because Judas betrayed him. They see what Jesus, you know, all the stuff. Jesus, they tra- traveled with him. But Judas, who was, you know, a bad egg, they're like, oh, well, Judas isn't good. I'm going to not follow Jesus anymore. And that's what that's exactly what it's like with so many people is they, they have some if something offends them. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that person said this or that person, that pastor taught on this today. And I don't agree with him or whatever. They get offended and they never come back to any church you know, don't let that take you out. Don't let that keep you from a church. Don't let one bad egg stop you from attending and serving God, you know. Another thing is we've got to, uh, the the second biggest thing that I believe keeps people from church has to go with growing up with a light regard for church, meaning growing up in an an environment where your parents maybe never even took you to church before as you're growing up. Or maybe you had a quote-unquote, Christian home, but to your parents, everything else was more important. If you had a school activity, you are going to school. If you had a sports extracurricular activity, you're going to extracurricular activity. If you had homework, you are staying home and doing homework and not going to church. So then what are you teaching them as parents? Basically, that anything in life is more important than church. And that's something we've got to change. We've got to make sure that we prioritize Christian living. We prioritize coming to church. We prioritize putting God first above everything else. And you know, it, that's where it starts. It starts with regularly attending church. I'm going to make the commitment. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to forsake the gathering of the saints. And I want to close up with this last passage. I know we've talked a little bit longer today, but. It's a lot to get through. And I really want to emphasize this because I I want people to understand the importance of it. It's not something just because we, you know, pastors just want me to church because they want my money or they just want to look good. Like, no, that's not why. There are biblical principles in play that will keep you on the path of life. It'll protect you. It will guard you. It'll bring liberty. It'll bring encouragement. It will bring Freedom. That's why it's one of the Ten Commandments. You know, it's not because God's like, oh, I just feel like this. It's like, no, there's importance behind it. And I want you guys to understand the importance behind it. So again, Judges 2. If you go to Judges, it talks about the difference between parents who are people who grew up knowing God and the difference in the generation. And that main difference comes with Are you teaching your children to value the things of God? Are you teaching your children no matter what, we're coming to church on a Sunday morning? Or is it just depending on how they feel? If they feel like coming, we'll go. If they don't feel like coming, we don't go. If they have too much homework, I can't bring them. All of these things need to be taken out. Need to be, no, you're going whether you want to or not. We're going to church service, you know. And teaching them the importance of it at a young age so they don't get out the habit of it, so they don't misvalue it, so they don't, you know, put anything else, any other life thing above coming to church. Uh, Judges 2, it says, so we start Judges 2, 7. It says, so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. So this is talking about what happened was Joshua led, led the people through Jericho, brought them into the promised land. And it's talking about all the people who were delivered from Egypt, who saw the great signs that Jesus did, the manna in the desert, the walls coming down, how he delivered the, the land of Canaan into their hands so they could enter into the promised land. So this is this generation that saw all this great stuff, loved the Lord. It says they served the Lord all of their days. Now, if you keep reading and you go down to Judges 10, it says, when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, so they had all passed, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. So what's it saying? It's saying that these people, The next generation didn't know anything about the Lord, didn't know what he did for Israel, didn't know how he delivered Israel, didn't know how he saved them from Egypt, didn't know how he provided for them in the wilderness, didn't know how he led them into the promised land, didn't know the covenants he made with the people. And it says, then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Baals, And they forsook the Lord of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger. So what happened? The parents, the previous generation, didn't teach their children, didn't show their children, didn't explain to their children who God was, what he did for them, and didn't prioritize God in their life. So what happened? They were influenced by all of those around them. They were influenced by the, uh, the people that they lived around and they began worshiping their gods, following them, bowing down to other gods, rather than acknowledging the Lord who delivered them from Israel. And you see, as a parent, I can't emphasize this any more than what I'm doing today, is to make sure, or if you're planning on having kids, or if you do have kids, it's not too late to turn it around, but make sure you prioritize we are going to come to church Every Sunday, we are going to come to church no matter what the weather's like, you know, what, whatever's going on, we're going to go. If you've got to sit in the back of the pews and do your homework in the back of the pews and sit in the back of the pews and do your homework, but you're going to be in that building, you know. And make it a priority if they have a game on Sunday, like, well, I'm sorry, their game's on Sunday. Just say we can't be there. We have to be at church. And, you know, at that time, the kid may not understand. At that time, they might holler. They may cry. They may scream. They may say you're being unfair. But we've got to teach them that God is the priority. Coming to his house is priority. Coming to worship him is priority. Coming to pray with the saints is priority. And when you teach them that, you know, the Bible says when you teach a child as they were young, they will not depart from it. So you've got to make sure in your household and even in yourself as the head of the household, you make a commitment. We are going to come to church. I will not forsake the forgathering of the saints. I will keep remember the Sabbath and I will keep it holy and I will make it a priority to come and join the assembly and not get stuck or isolated by myself. So we've got to do that. And I want to encourage you guys, you know, if you're listening today to make that a priority to say, look, God, you're first in my life. That means you come first on Sundays and that you take that time to come out and worship him. Again, I really thank you guys for listening to this today. I hope this solidifies in you the desire, the want, and maybe the understanding of why it's so important that we come together as Christians and worship God as, as, as one body under one house in unity. Again, thank you so much for listening today. God bless.